we are going back to Calgary. That's right, back to Calgary for another amazing investment opportunity once again with Minto. Stay tuned for details. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi there once again and welcome back to the show. Andrew LaFleur here with you. Very excited to bring you some great information about our next awesome investment opportunity in Calgary with Minto. Yeah, that's right. We're going back to Calgary and we're going back with Minto. So if you've been listening to the show for a long time or if you're a client of mine for a long time, you probably already know that we had a project called Era Condos by Minto in Calgary a little less than a year ago, um, the very end of 2019, that one came out and that was a huge, huge success. Uh, many of my past clients, longtime past clients purchased in that project. It was an amazing opportunity and the project sold out. The entire building sold out. It was actually the number one selling condo building, condo project in Calgary over the last year, certainly. Um, possibly over the last number of years. So that project was a huge success, and um, we have another one coming your way. If you missed out on ERA, or if you want more opportunities like ERA, then this is it. Uh, This is very exciting news that I'm sharing with you here on this episode, and it's coming very, very soon. The project is called East Hills Crossing. As I said, it's by Minto. It's in Calgary. So we're going to get in depth on today's podcast. Hope you got a coffee or, um, you know, uh, a nice beverage uh, and just sit back and and enjoy this podcast. And we're going to go in depth across uh, the board. We've got a great interview for you coming up with Mark Verzile from uh, Calgary, who runs the sales for Minto out there. So he, he's going to be talking to us later. But before we get to that, just want to recap what happened with ERA. For those of you who don't know, talk about uh, the opportunity in general here that we have in Calgary and why I'm so excited about it and why I personally um, am, inve- am investing with Minto in Calgary, why my family is investing in Minto with Calgary, why my staff and their families are actually invested as well. And again, as I said, along with many, many, many of my longtime clients, um, this is a really unique situ- unique opportunity. Um, it's very special, very excited about it. It's very rare to get uh, a package deal like this as a condo investor. So it's, it's great and it's exciting and I'm glad that we're able to bring you this uh, exclusive opportunity here once again with True Condos. So um, when we're investing, first of all, when we're investing in, in uh, most of us here are living in the Toronto area, when we're investing in other cities outside of the GTA, what are some of the criteria that we look for? Well, we want it to be pre-construction. We want it to be something that's going to be not built for a few years, so we don't have to be worrying about being a landlord or anything for a number of years. We get some appreciation, hopefully, while the project is being built. That's number one. Number two is it's got to be a managed and turnkey situation where once the property is built, there's something in place there where because we have the distance between us and where the property is, we want it to be fully turnkey and managed for us for some period of time. It's got to be from a blue chip builder. It's got to be from a top tier builder um, who actually has experience um, and, and who will get the job done. We don't have to worry about 
uh, projects potentially being canceled or, um, you know, just any, any problems that come with, uh, with dealing with B or C tier builders. So we want to deal with top, top quality builders. And finally, it's got to be, again, because it's away from sort of where we know in our, our backyard, it's got to be a low risk, high reward type of a scenario where we can confidently invest our money and know that we're going to get a nice uh, return on our investment over time and uh, where the downside risk that we're uh, exposing ourselves to is going to be very low. So definitely, once again, uh, this opportunity hits all those things out of the park. <clears throat> Excuse me, as did Era Condos when we sold that one out last year. So what were, you know, again, it, Era Condos, it was the number one selling project in Calgary, new pro condo project. It was also, interestingly enough, the number one project that I personally have ever been involved in and personally uh, have sold. So the number one project for true condos of all time. I've been doing this since 2007 to 2020, worked on, you know, at least 100 different condo projects. And this is the number one selling project for me personally uh, that I've been involved in as well. Uh, and certainly myself uh, and our team here, we were the number one selling team uh, in the project by far. So we had a tremendous response and, and we think it's going to be the same thing here with East Hills Crossing coming up. So uh, built by Minto, of course, Minto, one of our favorite builders to work with. I've personally invested with them many times and sold uh, <laughs> hundreds of units at this point with Minto over the years um, to, to our clients. So Minto is just one of our, our top, top builders. They've been in business in case you didn't know for 60 plus years, they built over 80,000 homes. Um, you know, you just can't beat that leading the industry. And what I love about Minto in this case is they're heavily invested in Calgary as well. So Minto, not only do they develop and sell new homes and condos in Canada and in Florida and other places, they also are big time investors in real estate themselves. They have a REIT and so on, and they own a lot of, as a company, they own a lot of uh, rental properties, including in Calgary. They're, they've invested, um, I don't have the number, but you know, $100, $200 million of their own money into the Calgary rental residential market. So they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're in Calgary for the long term. They believe in the marketplace. They believe in the city. Uh, they're not just coming in and building a condo and getting out of there, just flipping some land. They're actually heavily invested uh, personally, so to speak, as a corporation in the city itself. So that's very exciting to have all those things going for us here. East Hills Crossing, it's on the east side of Calgary. It is a suburban project, unlike ERA, which was a downtown sort of city project. This is more of a suburban project, but this is Calgary. So it's, uh, even though you're on the east edge of the city, you're still just about 25 minutes, uh, from the downtown, uh, 25 minute, 20, 25 minute drive, probably 25, 30 minute by bus rapid transit. And we talk about that in the interview with Mark. There's a, there's a rapid bus transit right across the street from this site. This is a low-rise condo, so think five, six stories. Prices, you might want to sit down if you're not already. Prices are starting from the 100s. 
That's right, from the 100s. Uh, you know, again, anything in GTA Toronto, if you can get something in the 500s, you're, you're feeling pr- pretty lucky if you can find anything under, you know, under 600,000. Units here are going to be starting in the 100s. Uh, the deposit, just like ERA, this was so amazing. We have 5% deposit. That's right, just 5% deposit until completion for qualified buyers. And uh, all the units are coming with, just like ERA, a two-year rental guarantee. So Minto is going to rent the units for you and manage the units as well, property management as well as rental included for two years after the project is built and complete. Speaking of which, it's going to take about three years until the property is uh, ready for occupancy. The end of 2023 is when they're scheduled for that. So again, you got a three-year build-out. you got a two-year rental guarantee. So you don't have to think about this investment for at least the next five to six years, which is very exciting for us as uh, investors who are interested in passive income and, and simple, straightforward passive investing in real estate like this. Um, the area where it's located, it is part of a larger master plan from the city of Calgary. This is a new area that's being developed on the east side of, of the city. Again, this is a suburban area. Uh, it's all being built out and developed. There's a, of note, what exists there right now, two major things. One is the, the uh, major ring highway that goes around the entire city of Calgary like a ring. That is five about 500 meters from the site, so you can hop on that highway and get anywhere around the city very, very quickly, or you can head straight west into the downtown. Um, and there's a massive uh, retail plaza area development from Rio Can right across the street, including a, a Cineplex and a Walmart, and there's a Costco, and everything you can imagine is literally right across the street there as well. Minto themselves have 28 acres, 28 acres. This site is a large site. It's a multi-phase, multiple buildings uh, will be built on this site. So this is the first building of more to come, not just from Minto, but as I said, there's a master plan for this whole area from the city of Calgary. So you're going to see this whole area built out and developed. Mark gets into more details about this when you get to the podcast uh, part where Mark is interviewed uh, by me. So listen to that. Um, Again, this is a bit of a longer podcast, so take your time. Uh, You might want to break this up into chunks perhaps or listen to it all in one sitting. You might want to come back to this podcast and listen to it multiple times to get all these uh, great details and info here. But um, yeah, wanted to Wanted to go in depth with this opportunity for you. And once again, you know, I think the podcast is a great way to do that and take your time and and go through this information. Um, Of course, make sure you get the floor plans and prices and brochure and all the files and everything from us uh, as well. As time of recording this podcast, they're not available yet because it hasn't launched yet, but it will be launching and that information will be available very, very soon in the next few days. So make sure you let us know uh, that you're interested. You can send me an email, andrew at truecondos.com. You can always call me, text me, 416-371-2333, and we'll make sure that you've got the info for this opportunity as always. 
as soon as it's available. Uh, we do expect a lot of interest in this. We do expect it to sell very quickly. We don't have a lot of units to sell in the first phase. We only have 85 units in this first phase, much smaller than the era opportunity was by comparison. So um, do let us know as soon as possible so that we can get you ready and uh, on the waiting list for for a unit as soon as uh, as soon as we do hit the launch. So again, comparing this East Hills Crossing opportunity with ERA, the sold out ERA, which was a massive success, some similarities, some differences. Um, ERA was in the city, obviously, in a sort of an established neighborhood in the core of Calgary, a short walk to the downtown um, versus this is more of a suburban play. It's obviously uh, um, on the uh, on the on the eastern edge of the city as it stands right now and in, in a new area that's being developed, as I said. So that's one difference. Uh, prices, of course, is another huge difference, whereas most of the units in uh, in ERA were, you know, sort of high 200s up to about 400,000 where most of the units were in that price range. The units in uh, in East Hills Crossing, as I said, will be starting from the 100s and um, they'll, there won't be any units in the 300s. Everything will be in the 100s and the 200s, which is much cheaper pricing than, uh, than uh, ERA was. We do still have the, uh, the, an amazing 5% deposit for qualified buyers. We do still have a two-year rental guarantee, including property management for those two years. And this is still a pre-construction opportunity. No shovel has touched the ground yet. So you're getting in with a very low deposit on something that hasn't broken ground by a great builder with a rental guarantee on the backside of it. By the way, of course, including uh, we are expecting positive cash flow on these units. So um, again, you, you just, uh, it's really a no-brainer. It's the definition of a no-brainer. Um, you want to definitely jump on this one. It's uh, it's just not often you get something like this um, in any city, uh, certainly, let alone from a great builder like Minto in a great city like Calgary. Speaking of Calgary, um, yeah, if you uh, if you haven't heard about Era and everything before, I mean, if you have already, you're, you've probably purchased one there already, but if you're new to Calgary and what are we talking about Calgary, I thought, Andrew, you were the Toronto condo guy, what's going on here? Uh, well, actually, I am not so much, uh, I'm, I'm location, location agnostic, really. I work with investors all over the country now at this point. Um, as long as the investment makes sense for us as condo investors, then uh, that's the most important factor. And the beauty of investing in condos, especially pre-construction condos, is you can really own these properties um, from a distance, really anywhere in the world, uh, as long as you have uh, a good builder that you can trust, you've got financing in place, and you've got somebody to run and manage the asset for you on the back end. All of those things are, are check, check, check uh, with this opportunity, of course, here in Calgary. Talking about Calgary, the city of Calgary, what's going on in Calgary what do you need to know about Calgary? Why am I excited about Calgary and the future of Calgary personally? And why did I invest? Uh, why am I investing with Mindo here? 
Well, it's the fifth most livable city in the entire world. So you take all the cities in the world, you put them in a contest of, you know, where do you, where is the most livable place? Calgary is number five uh, on recent ranking in the entire world. Uh, if you look at just across Canada, you say, you know, where is where is an affordable city to live? Calgary is the most affordable city in Canada. It's got the youngest workforce in Canada. So it's a young, affordable, livable city. By the way, it's a growing city. The population of Calgary is growing. Um, what you may think of probably first of all, a lot of people think of first of all as Calgary is, hey, Andrew, isn't Calgary like... Uh, you know, isn't it, isn't it in a recession? Isn't it, isn't it like the worst city in Canada, like economically speaking and and jobs and everything? What about that oil price, you know, crash that from a few years back? If that's what you're thinking, first of all, yes, that is also true about Calgary that from the sense that Calgary, uh, Calgary is a buyer's market, right? Calgary's market to, to summarize, and again, Mark goes into more detail about this in the next portion of this episode. You want to listen to that interview again. But quick recap is Calgary is a boom and bust market. Unlike Toronto, which tends to just plug along slowly and surely, um, Calgary has these big boom years and then they have these big down years. So uh, the big boom year, the most recent big boom years in Calgary was around uh, 2000. 12, 2013, 2014 is when sort of the party ended. 2015, 16, 17 were down years and prices came down considerably in those years in Calgary. 2018 uh, was sort of the bottom of the market probably. Um, 2019, you started to see a little bit of signs of recovery in the market. And then at the beginning of 2020, as Mark talks about in more details, this, the market was really starting to, to heat up and take off again. And then, of course, COVID hit, just like everywhere else, and kind of everything's all a bit wonky and wibbly-wobbly and weird right now. But um, the, the long projected out story here that you want to know as an investor is where is Calgary going? Where is it, is it likely going up, down? or nowhere, or, or sort of, you know, sideways over the next few years. Nobody knows for sure, of course, but based on the trajectory and the history of Calgary, certainly the city is, is very well positioned, and it looks like the next five years you're going to see some good growth in Calgary. Um, again, why? Because it's the cheapest, most affordable city in Canada by far. It's a growing city. Um, the market was down for so many years, and as Mark says in the interview, the prices have nowhere to go but up, right? I mean, it's, the prices are just ridiculously low. You, you just can't get real estate in a great city in, in this country for any cheaper than this. Uh, they really have nowhere to go but up in the years ahead. Is it going to happen overnight? Are we going to see uh, prices double in Calgary, you know, over the next couple of years? No, we're not expecting that as investors. That's not an expectation that we have with investing in something like this. What we're expecting is that as long as we have some modest growth over the next three, four, five, six years, then with this very small deposit in something like this of 5%, uh, and we don't have to think about it for five years, we're going to get a very solid return on our investment. 
we're going to do very, very well, even if we only have very modest growth. If we get lucky and we see Calgary going back to its historical boom years and sort of boom cycle that it hasn't had in since, again, it's been around eight years since the last big boom cycle. If we go into another boom cycle sometime in the next five years, then our returns actually could be uh, not just good, but phenomenal on something like this. So um, that's how I see it. That's how I'm looking at it. We're not, you know, you're buying a condo for these prices, obviously with this low deposit. You're not going to get rich, as I say to everybody, you're not going to get rich off of buying one condo for, you know, $200,000. But you can make a very nice return on something like this, assuming even modest growth over the next five years or so in Calgary, which is a very realistic expectation to assume could happen over the next five years in Calgary. Um, If, you know, if, uh, if things go the way that, you know, many people think they will go, I think we'll see better than modest growth sometime in the next five years. We will see some, some big jumps in the market because Calgary, again, is such a great city. Um, it's so, so, so cheap compared to anywhere else in Canada. And it's a growing city. The city is growing. Uh, that's the number one thing that we want to see as real estate investors is, is a city that's growing and people are more and more increasingly attracted to to going to a place like that. Um yeah, so that I think uh, is a pretty good summary of where we're at with uh, with this opportunity. So again, to get the info, 416-371-2333. You can hit me up directly, text, or uh, call me at that number. Um, or you can email andrew at truecondos.com. And now let's get to the interview with uh, Mark. Mark. Verzile, uh, who again is heading up the sales for Minto. Mark's a very experienced guy in the Calgary market. Um, he's been doing his thing there for almost 25 years now. He's He's been mostly involved in the new home and condo sales business, working for a number of different builders in the Calgary area. He sold almost 3,000 homes, been involved with the sales of almost 3,000 homes over the last almost 25 years, he was, there were a number of years where he was the number one uh, new build salesperson in the city of Calgary. And another great thing I like about Mark and, and why I love talking to him about the market is uh, he's an investor too. And he's bought and sold many investment properties in Calgary himself personally. So you're not dealing with somebody who's just talking hypotheticals when you're talking about investing in this opportunity. You're talking about somebody who's put his money where his mouth is, and he's an investor like we are as well, um, which is, you know, he is. Uh, it just totally changes your perspective when you're actually putting your own uh, money into into it as opposed to just talking about it theoretically, which we need that side of it as well, and we talk to a lot of analysts and things on the podcast um, but when you're talking to an actual investor, that makes uh, makes a big difference too. So, okay, without further delay, here is my interview with Mark Verzile with Minto. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. 
Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for uh, for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me, Andrew. Yeah, it's been great uh, working with you over the past year, you and the, and the Minto Calgary team. Um, I thought we would start just by helping people get to know you a little bit. I know you've had uh, a great, exciting, varied career in, in real estate, um, and you've actually lived all around the country. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit, how did you actually get started in real estate? Well, that's going to that's gonna age me uh, for sure. Um, I actually grew up on the coast, originally from Ontario. I grew up on the coast and then uh, moved back to Ontario for a while. And, uh, and then we moved to, to Calgary in 95. Um, so we actually lived in the GTA for, for a couple of years where I met my wife. And um, we decided we wanted to come back out to the mountains. And uh, uh, in the, I found myself uh, in, the, in my younger days, uh, pre-internet, I guess, watching uh, the real estate channel, if you remember that, um, from way back th- way back when, even in high school on that. Uh, so always loved real estate um, and uh, got into an, around 97 and uh, was uh, heavily active with uh, new homes and builders and that, and then uh, later licensed, of course, and, and uh, just continued on right up till now. So what never gets old for me. So your first your first job in real estate was in Calgary. Yeah. After after living in a few different places, you started. What was what was that first job? What was your first? You started. I was a new custom home builder. Yeah, I was a custom builder, new homes, and uh, actually in uh, uh, Chestermere, um, which is quite close to the area we're going to talk about today. Ah, uh, so, so you're coming then, full uh, circle here. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> that was back in about 97, 98, when yeah. uh, Chestermere was a town of about um, 3,000 or so. And now <clears> it's <throat> approximately? Uh, closer to, well, 2018 consensus, uh, or sorry, census said it was uh, about uh, just over 20,000. So I imagine it's probably about 22 or so now. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so you you started building homes yourself is that you mean you were a custom builder or you were no, working for I was, a custom uh, working builder? for uh, a custom home builder who okay. um, was uh, had a uh, you know one of their first show homes out in uh, Chestermere mm-hmm. so and now of course uh, so tell us a little bit you know what officially is your your role title whatever with right now with, with so I'm a, I'm actually a Remax uh, realtor uh, as well but I work as the uh, sales manager for Minto in in Calgary, and I guess advisor um, for them. So, great, and uh, and that's been since uh, around the the end of uh, 2018. What do you talk, talk to us about Calgary? Because again, you've lived in the GTA, you lived in a lot of different places, you've traveled a lot. Um, you come back to Calgary, obviously, you've been there the most, uh, especially for for most listeners in Ontario, GTA. A lot of some people have been to Calgary, but a lot of people haven't actually even been there. Um, I had the chance to go there. Beautiful city. Loved it. Banff as well. Just the whole area. Just uh, it's beautiful part of the country. Beautiful city. Great city. And the but, weather was awesome then too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we had some uh, some very interesting um, record-breaking frigid temperatures on, on the trip that we were there, but uh, – <laughs> but still beautiful. What do you, I'm curious, what do you love most about Calgary? What, like, how do you describe Calgary to, to people that you talk to from other places in Toronto in particular? So four, four really main cities that I've lived in, uh, Vancouver, Calgary, 
uh, Toronto and uh, Ottawa. And uh, every, every one of those cities has its great aspects and of course, and its downside. Um, the, uh, we moved right from uh, the GTA to Calgary. And I think the reason behind it at the time, I wasn't in real estate, uh, it was something that I wanted to get involved with, but um, the reason behind it is we wanted to be closer to the mountains and uh, you know get a chance to go skiing on the weekends, uh, days off and uh, be able to go hiking and, and just the whole, uh, the whole city, uh, the whole city life, but still you have the country life of uh, uh, being so close to Banff and, and uh, the outdoors, the great outdoors, et cetera, et cetera. So I love the weather in uh, Toronto, believe it or not. I love that uh, hot, humid weather, which I, which I miss a lot. But um, being in Calgary, it's easy to fly out uh, into, you know, Mexico or Florida or just get away somewhere hot in the, in the wintertime. So. How have, you seen, how have you seen Calgary change over the last, you know, 20, 25 years? What, what are the biggest changes that you've, that you, that stand out to you? I would say really the, uh, the growth of the city. Um, it's, a, uh, you know, when we did our last, um, our last uh, uh, launch with uh, ERA and all the craziness with that, we'd put together a one and a half or two minute movie uh, or commercial, let's say, on uh, on Calgary. And when it was done, and I sat back and watched it, I was uh, I I'd forgotten what a great city um, that Calgary is. And uh, so when we moved here in '95, I'm going to guess and say the population was maybe around 850,000, and and you're looking at 1.3 uh, million. And we've seen the cycles uh, over the years, like probably three cycles of uh, of boom, and then slower times and boom and slower times. And um, but the uh, uh, the growth has just been absolutely phenomenal, um, and uh, and it still remains. Uh, you know, it's an international city, um, and we had talked about this quite a bit. Uh, rated number one in uh, in all of North America, uh, and number five in the entire world. But it's still got a little bit of that small town attitude, and and um, just it's just a lot of fun to live here without the craziness of the, uh, the big city. Uh, something I love about Toronto, I love the vibe downtown. I love the, uh, you know, it's almost got sort of a New York appeal to it now and, and uh, you know, city that never sleeps kind of thing. Um, well, Calgary, Calgary's not quite that, but it is still a very vibrant city. Uh, there's still lots of stuff happening. Uh, great nightlife. Um, and you don't have to sit in traffic for four hours to try to get, uh, uh, you know, to go for a hike or or, or uh, get to some place that you want to be in the mountains or or whatnot. It's all really close by. So, or even just across town, because <laughs> sometimes just across town, sometimes yeah. it does take that long in Toronto to just to get across town. Um, you you alluded to the market. You've you've seen different cycles. Calgary, obviously, that's one way. Calgary is different than Toronto market. It is more of a of a you know a boom and bust type of a market, a cyclical type of a market where you see big highs and big lows and, and everything in between. And you've, you've been in, in the market to, as you said, personally, to see a few of them. Um, so yeah, maybe what are your thoughts on like the market right now? Obviously it's a weird year. It's COVID 2020 pandemic 2020 and, and everything. It's kind of a weird year to, to sort of talk about the market because uh, you know, all the normal things that we're used to uh, are not necessarily true at the moment, but um, where do you throw see the, the rule books out, right? Yeah. Throw the playbooks out, the rule books, whatever. Um, where do you see the market right now? Like what, uh, 
where do you sort of, you know, what are your observations on the market? It's, um, so, I mean, as you know, there's no way of candy coating it. I mean, Calgary went through uh, uh, one of the toughest busts you know, right. since the 1980s. And um, so 2014 and 13 were boom years and, uh, you know, lineups down the block to buy to buy houses and to buy apartments and that. And then uh, 2015, we saw, um, we didn't see a drop off, but it really slowed down. And, and then 2016, 2017. And um, I felt like the, uh, the bottom was really 2018. And when you say the bottom, I'm thinking like the uh, end of the decline um, and uh, sort of bottoming out of, uh, of the number of sales and that. And 2019, uh, you could tell there was just a real different vibe, different mindset from uh, the buyers and people that we were talking to. 2018 mm-hmm. people, you know, the stress test had come in uh, and to its full potential. And uh, there was just way too many things that happened all at once. And I think people just wanted to sit back and uh, and see what um, what was going to happen. So of course, if you're a buyer and you're not in the market yet, um, you want to see the bottom. So you don't want to you don't want to jump in if everything looks like it's just moved. And uh, uh, and I think that's what happened in 2018, 2019. I believe people got sick of waiting around, and uh, we started to see the the numbers increasing right away in January and February. Um, not a uh, the first six months weren't booming by any means, but you could definitely see an acceleration. Uh, in the in the growth in the real estate uh, in the real estate market, and then towards the, the end of uh, 2019, which was last year, of course, um, the it just kept accelerating. Of course, we had a boom, uh, you know, with our with our own project, uh, November December, and then uh, January February March. As we were predicting, the market took off and uh, it was the best start we had seen really in five or six years. And uh, the numbers were just climbing. And then, of course, COVID hit and uh, put a damper on things for uh, for about a month. So so your question was, where do we see the market at? And um, so there's probably uh, two or three different ways we can go here in the economics and, and real estate. But just talking about real estate, uh, March March really quieted it down. It still was a really good month. And then April was quite dead. Um, so that was like, uh, you know, the height of the lockdown. Uh, nobody really knew what the future held and, uh, and what was going to happen. Um, so it was super, super quiet. Then all of a sudden in May, uh, it took off again and has been uh, sort of climbing um, ever since then. September, I, I just looked at the numbers yesterday and uh, September looked like uh, we had about a 20% increase over uh sales same time year over year for uh for that month last year so wow. which wow. is yeah which is really good numbers now and then of course you have to take into account the number of listings that are on the market which is down and uh, like uh, the number of listings that are actively coming on the market are uh, are also down um it's still a little bit spotty but we're seeing scenarios where listings go on they get sold before they hit the market you know just from a sign or uh, five or six, or, you know, one of my, uh, uh, realtor friends had uh, 10 offers on a house, um, just a few weeks, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, just as an example. So that's not happening everywhere. It's not happening on every, uh, property, but we are seeing it, um, like more than I've seen in probably six years. So. Interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like a similar pattern to Toronto really, where the first couple months before COVID were, you know, the market was on fire. It was, a, it was a strong market, COVID hit, 
you know, everything just went haywire for a couple months there. And now, uh, you know, the taps kind of got turned back on and, and things are, are heating up again. It's still, there's a lot of weirdness and, and highs and lows within, within the different segments of the market. But overall, I think, uh, is it, you know, the feeling here in Toronto, and I don't know, does it feel like this there? It feels like the recovery has, has happened a lot quicker than most people thought. Overall, looking at the overall market, um, things are, you know, in April, sort of in April, everyone thought, oh, this is the end, like the sky is falling. And now here we are in September and we're like, actually, it's pretty good. Uh, overall, like, it hasn't, hasn't really, you know, we're not back to where we were in February, but it's, it's overall pretty good. Yeah, it's been, it's been strange, isn't it? Like, I mean, if you had asked me in the middle of April, uh, where I was thinking uh, this year was probably going to be one of the best real estate years that I had ever seen. Um, and, uh, and of course, I'm old and I've been around for a long time now. The, uh, um, I would have thought that the rest of the year would have plugged along at a very gradual pace. And I'm not talking about Toronto. I'm really talking about um, the market here in Calgary. And uh, it really surprised me when uh, uh, May took off like it did. And it just hasn't showed uh, really any signs of, of uh, pulling back. Um, and I mean, there can be a, a number of reasons. Uh, you know, the <laughs> economists get it right 50% of the time, right? But uh, my, um, you know, just being in the, re in the uh, industry for so long, my guess is just there's just so much pent up demand um, from Calgary from having, uh, from hitting rock bottom and just having several slow years that uh, with the, you know, combination of pent up demand and uh, low interest rates, high migration that we had last year. Um, I think it was just uh, about, it was about to rip loose anyway. So. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so projecting ahead, Mark, uh, nobody has a crystal ball. And like you said, uh, even the best economists out there are, are right. Barely half the time, if that, but um, where do you see, you know, again, look, thinking about the investors, thinking about investing in Calgary right now with the, with this opportunity that we're, we're talking about. Um where do you see the market sort of going in say five years from now? Like what, uh, you know, you, you've looked at the last five years and, and the, the horrible downtimes, like you said, of 2016, 2017, 2018, where do you see the market sort of going forward? Like five years from now, what's your personal take on it? So the, if you look at, uh, Calgary is, uh, you know, there's not that many major cities in Canada compared to the, to the U S. So we have, we have Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, um, and uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. Um, so, if you look at the the prices of um, of this of the GTA and Vancouver, uh, probably people probably don't know that Calgary was actually slightly more expensive than uh, Toronto was in 2008, and uh, right at the height of the of the uh, market before the the market crash in uh, September of. Uh, um, of 2008. And then Toronto kind of continued to just go on an upward trend, probably mainly due to, well, just the absolute size of the city. Uh, you know, it's a mega, a mega city now. And um, uh, on top of that, um, the, uh, uh, in, in Calgary, we saw 
2009 was a good market. Um, you know, things, uh, they kind of paused for the end of 2008. And then 2009 was really kind of a boom year. And then it, the, the whole market crash uh, in, the, in the U.S. really didn't take a foothold until about 2010 in uh, Calgary. So 2010, uh, I would say, was probably about the same as 2018, uh, the very, very low points of the market. And 2011, I can even time it to, I remember the day, I think it was like March 12th or March 10th or 12th, where uh, I was working for a major builder out of Toronto, by the way, at the time. And uh, literally the lineups at the door stopped that day when we were doing a launch. So there's a few people there and then uh, all the, it just kind of dropped right off. 2011 uh, was quiet year and then uh, we really saw the increases happen. Uh, 2012, you could see it starting to, to gradually get better in 13 and 14 where uh, we're moving again. And then, you, of course, you know, between 2014 and now, um, sort of what's happened here. So, <clears throat> so yeah, so, so projecting forward, where do you see, where do you, where do you see Calgary going in the next five years? So next five years, um, the, uh, a lot of people think that uh, oil and gas is, is over and there's a little bit of a history uh, a history lesson in there. It's not necessarily the fact that oil prices have dropped. It's actually the price differential between what they get for Brent crude and uh, for uh, Alberta oil, which is there's a big gap. And it's because, um, you know, our major customer is the U.S. and uh, we only ship it down uh, to the U.S. So uh, they'd love to see it not go anywhere else because they can continue to buy it at a, at a lower price. So with, um, with the new... Uh, twinning of, uh, and this isn't the new pipeline, but uh, the approval of the Trans Mountain uh, twinning um, to the West Coast uh, is a huge thing. So it's going to bring up uh, the number of barrels a day uh, up by five or 600,000 barrels, which is huge. Um, and uh, like right now, they're shipping it by rail, which is incredibly dangerous. Um, so it's, it's good to see that that's happening. Uh, Keystone Pipeline um, the Alberta government's putting a billion dollars into that to get it uh, south. And then we have the LNG uh, gas pipeline going to Kitimat. Um, and I mean, I can just continue on with uh, oil and gas. Um, so those are all good things that are happening. It's all going to help the, uh, the economy. Um, but uh, more importantly is uh, I think they're starting to think past oil and gas now, the provincial uh, government. So in the 80s, oil and gas was was more than 40% of the GDP of Alberta. And today it's about, you know, just a couple of years ago, it was 27%. So, uh, the you know, it's becoming a more diversified economy. Last year, there was over 30,000 jobs created in Calgary and a migration of 20,000. Um, so those 30,000 jobs mostly were uh, full-time. And um, the, the funny thing is, is you look at our real estate prices and it's kind of not reflecting yet, but... Um, there was more jobs last year in Calgary than there was in 2014 at the height of our boom. Um, and uh, Calgary also had the highest, uh, or you can say Alberta, had the highest, um, uh, not necessarily employment, but the highest wages and uh, disposable income in the entire country. So again, with that, uh, it seemed to take off this year, uh, January, February, March, um, you could see why the, it was trending upwards and the numbers were starting to happen because 
really, it's so freaking cheap here. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. You can, uh, I bought a house here in 95 for 122 grand, brand new. And, um, you know, the same house is probably 400 today, which is an absolute joke in Toronto. That's getting you a tree fort probably in your backyard, um, you know, or, uh, or maybe a shed. And uh, uh, you can still come out here and, uh, and uh, trade your uh, bachelor suite or your uh, one bedroom uh, apartment in for a house. And, uh, you know, if you're working by Zoom, like, why wouldn't you move out this way? So, um, so over the next few years, uh, speaking uh, positively about the uh, economics and what the, um, and what the uh, provincial government did, there was two problems with the recession. So number one, we went into a recession because oil and gas. But number two, the provincial government had a change. Uh, and uh, we won't get into politics, but um, they uh, ramped up. Uh, income taxes and uh, corporate taxes by uh, a phenomenal amount. And uh, we became sort of middle of the road in terms of, of tax advantage. So the Alberta advantage was lost. And then uh, again, we had a change of guard in uh, April of uh, 2019. And uh, within two months, I mean, Bill 3 was literally revised the corporate tax rate um, to uh, 8% over the next few years. Then when COVID hit, um, they uh, decided they were going to ramp that up and uh, became effective immediately. So now we have the lowest corporate tax rate uh, in Canada. Um, and, and actually, if I'm not, uh, uh, I believe in 2014, I read that we were the lowest uh, combined tax uh, out of 60 states and provinces in North America. So um, that Alberta advantage is coming back um, combined with super, super low real estate in comparison to uh, Toronto, the GTA and Vancouver, even Ottawa now and, and Montreal. And uh, Montreal used to be a very cheap place to uh, buy property, but uh, not the case anymore. Right. And uh, so where's the next you know, international city in Canada that you can move to? and uh, buy a cheap property and be an hour and a half to uh, go for a hike, come back and have a glass of wine on your deck, uh, you know, with your neighbors. I mean, it just, you just don't see that anywhere. So, um, so over the next five years, uh, they've also implemented uh, $10.7 billion in infrastructure, which is the biggest, uh, um, you know, implementation of uh, infrastructure in, in the history of Alberta. Uh, the city, that's the provincial, um, the, uh, uh, Calgary has is moving forward with the entertainment district. Uh, so the old Saddle Dome is going to be a thing of the past. They're building a new rink and a whole entertainment district around it, uh, which is like in the neighborhood of a couple of billion dollars at least. Um, and on top of that, the new Green Line C train uh, south they're uh, implementing. It's another billion dollar um, project. And uh, they've uh, put together an agency, provincial agency, to start pushing tech to uh, come to Calgary. So um, here's a number that's scary. Uh, and, you know, the commercial vacancy downtown, um, this is not residential by any means. This is just commercial vacancy, which was built for oil and gas in 2013 and 2014 is around 25%. So amazing deals for corporations now to come to uh, Calgary and get uh, really, really cheap lease rates and uh, very low corporate taxes combined with uh, the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology. Um, you know, they're really pushing uh, tech education, lowest, uh, or not lowest, but the youngest 
um, employment uh, age in all of Canada. I mean, that's a perfect storm for things to really, really ramp up here. So um, on top of that, one other point I was going to make in terms of uh, rentals for 20 years, no rentals were built here. There was absolutely virtually nothing. And uh, now we have all these major players coming to uh, Calgary, uh, Cadillac Fairview, uh, for example, building um, building uh, big towers and, and that for rentals. And uh, COVID or no COVID, uh, they're getting eaten up. And every building that opens, they keep getting a little bit higher rent and a little bit higher rent uh, for those. And uh, we're told that this is all, it's all going to get soaked up. So That's great. That's some awesome... Uh, facts there that you hit us with, Mark. Great to great to hear that stuff. Um, obviously, you're definitely bullish on the future of Calgary. And I, I think for me, the biggest thing comes down to, like you kind of hit on to sum it up, is, uh, you know, it's one of the most livable cities in the world, not according to me or you, but according to, you know, uh, economists and, you know, organizations that rank the world cities. It's, it's always right up there as the most livable cities in the world. Well, at the same time, it's probably the cheapest city on any of those lists certainly it's the cheapest major city as you said in canada to live but it's it's by far one of the cheapest cities in the world to live so you have this combination of you know great livable city with extremely cheap real estate prices low corporate taxes um amazing opportunities uh for for office space for large corporations and it's a growing city the population's growing that's the most important thing is the city population, uh, it, it continues to grow and that's what we want to see as real estate investors. Let's shift gears now to uh, East Hills Crossing, mm. uh, the big show that we want to talk about here, obviously. Where's that? Yeah, so <laughs> so talk to us about this next exciting project from Minto, this opportunity that is right in front of us now. Um, ERA, of course, was a home run smash uh, success. Um, earlier, you know, less than a year ago and, and the project sold out, which was incredible. So talk to us. We have a similar package, obviously, coming here with East Hills Crossing. Um, talk to us about the project and the location. What are the, what are the sort of highlights for you about, about this uh, project and location? Are people yeah, you know bet. About? And uh, so, again, uh, done a lot of study on that um, on that area and what's coming. We talked about this uh, earlier, maybe about six weeks ago, um, you know, what's up and coming in, uh, in that area. So originally when they told me uh, that they had uh, purchased a piece of property that was on the uh, east side, I was like, oh, okay. And um, I didn't really look into it for, uh, you know, a few weeks and then uh, took a drive by and realized exactly where the location was. Um, and, uh, and then looked into, of course, the area structure plan and, and, um, and what's happening just outside the city there. And, uh, what an incredible opportunity. Um, and this isn't me blowing smoke up your butt. Like it, it, it honestly is just, a, a really, really great location. So just to give you a little bit of, of a rundown, um, to the west of that. So Stony Trail is the new perimeter highway that goes, uh, circles the city. And um, so the east side, north and south, uh, have all been complete for uh, probably five or six years. Um, don't quote me on that number. And, uh, and then now they're just completing the, uh, the west side right now. It's actually under construction. So there's not much left of it uh, 
to finish off. And that, so just to the, we're just to the east. So we're probably 500 meters or 400 meters from the highway. So just far enough away to be nice that we don't have to listen to the highway noise. And, uh, and close enough that it's like one minute to get onto the highway and uh, you've got complete access to the uh, airport industrial parks to, um, to Banff. Um, 1.5 hours from ERA uh, downtown to get to Banff, it's only uh, an hour 40 minutes by Stony Trail and then the Trans-Canada to get to Banff. Um, so the, uh, on the west side of Stony Trail, those areas are much older, uh, so no new homes have been built in there for, I'm guessing, 35 or 40 years, with the exception of a couple of, uh, of local um, apartment buildings that were 99% uh, occupied, rented uh, constantly, and uh, with a waiting list. And uh, so this new property is uh, 28 acres. It's comprised of 350-ish uh, uh, townhomes and condos, and uh, our first so our first offering is going to be a condo uh, apartment of 87 units um, in uh, building one. So the, right across the road is Rio Can. We have 600,000 square feet of retail. Um, let me tell you how many times retail's built first and then residential in Calgary. Never. It never happens. So it's already there. Uh, you can literally walk across the road to Super Walmart. You can walk across the road to Cineplex. Um, then, of course, they have Michaels and, you know, the, the other uh, retail shops that follow and, uh, and restaurants. Um, and then uh, just a block from that is Costco. So if you can believe that. So and again, it's all on the other side of 17th. 17th is also known as uh, International um, Avenue. And um, the... Uh, so just to talk a little bit about that area, we're the first ones in. So this uh, little chunk, if you look at the map, um, it kind of juts out like this. And uh, it's, uh, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how many acres it is in there, but it's going to be a population of 61,000 and create about 14,000 jobs just in that uh, little area. So again, the retails there, we're the first ones in. And um, uh you know, it's it's hard to express how important that is from uh, an investment standpoint, especially when nothing's been built there for 40 years, right? Um, and then uh, you have uh, a massive highway uh, perimeter that connects you to uh, Edmonton to the west, uh, Trans-Canada Highway to the south, like really, really easy to get around. Um, the area structure plan is uh, what, and this is not my words, this is Calgary's words. Uh, the flagship mixed-use location um, and, and again, as a result of its uh, access to major transportation routes, um, comprised of 14 neighborhoods in, uh, in four different uh, communities. So um, the plan is mainly residential with uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, like again, mixed use of uh, retail and amenities, um, like activity areas, okay? Now, if you look on the map and you go east, Chestermere uh, used to be, and again, this is a, a little lake community um, that uh, was really just cottages at one time on the lake, way of what people thought was way outside of Calgary. And um, so in between Calgary and the town of Chestermere, which is now a city, um, is basically the county of Rocky View. So Calgary annexed um, their portion called Belvedere, which we're in, and then Chestermere annexed the rest of it, and there's no more county in between. So the area structure plans for both of those areas 
um, are bordering on uh, on each other, and uh, the they already have all the uh, communities all laid out. And this is just the beginning. So in the Chestermere portion, there's two areas that have just opened up, Chelsea and Boston's Landing, uh, selling like hotcakes. I was in there the other day just checking it out. And uh, they're like, literally, they have almost uh, nothing left. They're waiting for another page to, uh, to come on. And, um, and that's all just from the last, uh, the last few months since uh, COVID uh, uh, lockdown. Awesome. awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. So just to summarize all that great info, basically, <laughs> you're telling us that this is, uh, this is the very early stages of a major master planned uh, part of the city, not just Minto has a large parcel of land here with many buildings and townhomes planned, as you as you mentioned, and this is ground level day one of that Minto plan, but the Minto property is just one piece of a much bigger plan with respect to the the city of Calgary and the whole area. Um, You mentioned the highway, uh, the ring highway, which is soon to be complete around the entire city. You're two seconds from that. So basically you hop on that, you can get anywhere in Calgary uh, with ease. Um, One thing you didn't mention, I know is another key thing is the, um, the transit connection as well. Even though you're in a suburban location here, obviously on the edge of the city for now soon it will be surrounded with developments but um the transit connection uh, i know you've told me that you can hop on the bus again right outside your door you can hop on an express bus and it, it takes you right downtown calgary in i think you said 25 30 minutes kind of thing is that right yeah they call it the purple line um so they have several locations that they've started to uh, do um, a brt which is bus rapid transit and uh, so again, 17th is, uh, is the avenue that we're just off of, um, right across from the uh, Rio Can uh, retail. And um, the BRT bus stop uh, existing is just right across, is just right on the same uh, side of the road or depending on which uh, way you're going, just on the other side of the road. So like maybe a one or two minute walk. Um, but the uh, beauty is in, in between um, that uh, 17th is going to be divided and they're going to put a whole uh, transit exchange in there for the BRT. So, um, you know, like, like if you can imagine big glass enclosures and, and whatnot and several buses and, and that transportation that uh, is going to start right on that location. And I'm talking two minute walk. Um, and this goes, so it has its own lane and its own route, its own bridge uh, to get to downtown. And it's about a 20 to 25 minute ride. So uh, again, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, that's a huge, uh, a huge part of the uh, um, of the mix uh, of this like, awesome location. So, uh, so talk to us a little bit about the the, the buildings themselves. Uh, this first phase, the first building of of a, of a multi-building condo project that we're offering here now. First. Um, what are you sort of most excited about, and what makes this building? stand out here as a new condo offering as a new residential offering in the greater area you alluded to some other new home uh, communities which are selling like hotcakes around the area at the moment what makes east hills crossing sort of stand out what are you excited about it so a uh, couple things, of course, and probably more than a couple. Um, so just down the roadway, I talked about Chelsea and, and Dawson's uh, being closer into the Chestermere area. We're actually in Calgary. So 
Um, and again, nothing had been built there for years and years. So the only option, if you didn't want to go north or south and you're living in an older home in Pembroke or Abbeydale, um, and uh, would be to go east to Chestermere. And uh, so now we're seeing, um, you know, our initial uh, studies are showing to our surprise. There's a lot of people that wanted to move actually uh, from the downtown core and in the, the areas that we expected, like uh, just west of, of uh um, of East Hills, but also from Chestermere, a large number, a uh, huge number. So that was uh, actually quite surprising. So if you can imagine um, these areas that I was just talking about, they're uh, mainly housing and uh, um, uh, like single family homes uh, that they're that they're building and selling right now. So um, we're just going to be a little bit of a di different demographic with that uh, condo and uh, and townhome. Um, so what I'm excited about is the location, obviously. Um, and also the uh, being a Minto build, they've really gone above and beyond on the the structure. I mean, it's it's like when they rolled that one out, I was like, wow, this place looks amazing. Uh, and again, not blowing smoke up here, but um, the reaction that you had as as well as a couple of the other guys when uh, we saw it, I was like, wow, man, I wish we built stuff like this, uh, you know, in the suburbs of Toronto and that um, we knew that we had nailed it right there. And um, so since since that uh, um, exterior came out, like uh, they've, they've changed a little bit and it looks even better. On top of that, um, the funny thing about the uh, about the suburbs in uh, Calgary is that um, unlike the downtown core where they have a little bit more amenities than that in the building, um, in the suburbs, they don't necessarily do that. So we wanted to add a little pizzazz to it. And uh, so we put a rooftop patio in. Um, and this one's a little bit taller than your, your typical low rise. Typical low rise in, uh, in Calgary suburbs is three or four stories. This one's five uh, and five and a half. So uh, the sixth story, which we call the half story, is on the top with the patio. And there's only actually nine units on on that one, so it's kind of your own little enclave up top there. And um, the views uh, to the west are fantastic mountain views. So, I mean, if uh, if someone's in a unit that uh, faces north or or east or south, and uh, their view isn't uh, as attractive, um, and what I mean by attract, like not as attractive, you're not looking into the side of a building. Um, kind of the beauty of uh, uh, not being downtown, but uh, you have a great mountain view, uh, really, really expansive views. You can see a big chunk of the city, uh, um, which is really nice. But again, the exteriors just really exudes that uh, sort of luxury, luxury appeal and not your, we just didn't want to be typical, typical suburban uh, look, we want it to be more of an urban appeal in the suburbs. So, and I think we, uh, we definitely nailed that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. It really has that urban feel. Um, that was my reaction, as you said, when I first saw the rendering was, wow, this this project looks amazing. Uh, given that it's a suburban location, um, given the price point being so low, uh, you certainly wouldn't expect the building to look as good as it does. Um, again, Minto, uh, Minto is good at what they do. What can we say? Uh, they they really build quality buildings and and they're not afraid to you know take extra steps. A lot of builders would say, eh, you know what, guys, let's let's just cut this, cut that, um, make it look a little not quite as good, but we'll uh, increase our profit margins, kind of thing. Minto really cares. Obviously, they make money and they're a profitable builder, of course, uh, but they really care. I think about um, you know 
building a quality building that is going to stand out. It's going to be unique and offer something other other things don't. Like you said, there's there's been nothing built in the area. Um, you do have new home product in the area, but the price point of these is just so much further below what anything else out there is. I think uh, you know the the, right, the prices speak for themselves. Whether you're obviously for us in Toronto, we 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 can't believe the prices, but even in Calgary, these these are very affordable prices compared to any other new home product in the area. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm glad you kind of brought that up. So the um, people ask about uh well what's going to happen with the economy and uh you know going forward and and you hear um you hear uh things like a market crash or whatever well if the market was going to crash here it would have done it it would have happened already uh well it already did like the market's gone down 25 or 30 percent so um you know i i had a friend who uh uh, is a broker for uh, mortgages and, and she was like, yeah, yeah, my downtown condo, like, you know, I bought it in like 2013 and it's down about 30%. And, and, uh, um, that was, uh, you know, about a year ago, uh, or so. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and it's got absolutely nowhere to go, but up. And I think for everyone forgot that we went through that, um, you know, that few years where, uh, the prices, uh, drop and that uh, we're just being absolutely eclipsed by Toronto and, uh, um, and Vancouver, like, uh, the, the, the biggest thing is really uh, going forward, builders cannot build it for less. It's only going up. So today, the cost of lumber is what, uh, two, two and a half times what it was, uh, you know, six months ago. And um, those kinds of trends are not going to change. Uh, we have new code changes that are happening. Um, the numbers are only going up. And if, uh, if the resale market sort of was flat um, and uh, the prices weren't going up, the builders would stop building and it would all uh, balance out eventually and then start building again. So it, everything happens sort of uh, naturally. It's like an ecosystem. Um, so there's no way they're going down. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And again, uh, <laughs> You know, anybody who's listening, uh, hopefully by now you've already looked at the uh, floor plans and prices and, and, and when you see those prices uh, starting in the 100s, yes, that's right, the 100s, this is not, uh, don't check your watch, this is not uh, 1995, Marty McFly, uh, these prices are real. Um, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to anybody looking at, yeah, I mean, you, you really can't build any cheaper than that in uh, in this country. Um, especially a quality building like this. So um, yeah, definitely an exciting project. I'm sure we're going to, we're going to see another home run here and, and hopefully just one more of many to come in Calgary. Mark, is there anything else that I forgot to ask you about uh, the, yourself or the project uh, that you wish I had of, or anything else that we want to touch on before we wrap up? You know what? I don't, uh, I don't think so. I think, um, uh, you know, a couple things to note. We, we, uh, stopped the project, the design in uh, March, and then rethought about it uh, with COVID, and then sort of tweaked our designs a little bit to uh, think of the future and working from home and and that. Um, and then we also kept in mind that, uh, you know, this first building we wanted to offer to uh, to investors. So what do rentals look like and what where can you maximize your dollars um, in, uh, uh, in that 
uh, for that rent. So therefore, like uh, just things like, um, you know, offering little den spaces and uh, workspaces, um, but also not having any two bedroom with only one bath because you get considerably more rent uh, when you have two bedroom and two bath. And it's just more, um, you know, uh, there's a lot more, there's a larger dem demographic looking for that rather than uh, rather than the latter. So, um, and again, uh, the location, we did some uh, test runs with um, actual renters and, and uh, clients uh, and investors in that. And um, where are people working? Well, there's uh, just north of the airport, there's a new 1200 uh, acre industrial park. And uh, that's basically the transportation hub of Western Canada. Uh, industrial, industrial is like uh, rocking in, in Calgary. We forget about that. Um, and uh, south of us, about a six-minute drive is another industrial park, late industrial. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people um, from these areas uh, that are renting and that um, are working in those two areas. So uh, close by, brand new uh, again, nothing was built for 20 years in Calgary. And then now we have all these, uh, now with a brand new um, apartment building, it looks a lot more attractive than living in your 20 or 25 year old uh, uh, building, uh, especially if you have a rooftop patio and a nice, and a nice view. <laughs> so. Absolutely, Mark. Great. Thank you so much for your time. It's been awesome chatting with you and um, yeah, look forward to working with you again on this one. You bet. Thanks uh, for having me on, Andrew. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to working with you guys on this one. And uh, um, I'm sure it's going to be uh, a smashing success, but um, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks, Mark. Okay, you bet. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.